Good afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen, and you are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are putting out the call over really over the last couple of days for Americans to state their values. Do it publicly. Do it, you know, privately in, 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 in private conversations at the water cooler, at, you know, at dinner, at, you know, at the restaurant, in the taxi cab. Let's start talking about our values. And once our elected, elected representatives begin to hear from us in mass what our values are, we will watch this thing turn around. It's not going to turn around overnight. It never does. It's like a it's like a you know an aircraft carrier trying to go the other direction. It's going to take a minute to turn this thing around. But I am telling you, if we would speak our values, and and let those values be heard. We have been watching, you know, what's happened on the campuses of these of these woke colleges, woke Harvard. Harvard's got a new name. It's no longer Harvard University. It's woke Harvard. Woke Harvard University. And you, you know, these these kids are are telling us what they value, that they value terrorism and death over life. They're, so we need to do the same. Uh, I'm holding an article here, speaking of woke Harvard and these kids that are telling us what they value. This article, I'm telling you what is going to uh, make your head spin. Are you ready? It is entitled, Harvard Arab Association asks for donations for mental health of students who blamed Israel for Hamas attack. Uh-huh. Go ahead and put two to two, two and two together what this article is going to instruct us based upon its title. Here we go. After many Arab students at Harvard joined a letter blaming Israel for the Hamas terror attacks, Harvard's Arab Alumni Association put out a plea for donations claiming the relentless bullying and intimidation they were subjected to caused damage to their mental health. Oh, man. Yes, we need we we now need your money to take care of these students. Yep, their their mental health has been damaged because you intimidated them. You bullied them just because they were exercising their first amendment right. You bullied them and and now they need mental health care. And we need you to donate. On October 7th, the day Hamas massacred hundreds of Israeli civilians, the Harvard Undergraduate Palestine Solidarity Committee issued a letter co-signed by 33 other Harvard student organizations stating. So I, I don't know, did you did you know what the actual letter stated? I mean, we've all heard that they signed this letter. Well, here's, here's part of the, the statement. We, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Oh, boy. Blowback immediately erupted with calls for the students leading the organizations to be blacklisted from future employment. Well, <clears throat> I don't think the call was necessarily for the students to be blacklisted from future employment. The call was, hey, we want to know who, who, who the students are because employers might not want to employ them. 
I don't think we're blacklisting them. I and mean, we're saying you can't get employment, you know, but naturally, if I'm an employer, I want to know if the person that I'm going to hire from Woke Harvard signed this letter or not. Of course, I'm not hiring anyone from, from Woke Harvard. I think that right there should be the rule for employers. <laughs> you know, if you're looking to hire somebody, do you really want to go to Woke Harvard? I mean, I guess if you're a woke company, yeah, that's where you're going to go is woke Harvard. And then you don't care. I mean, you're probably happy they signed the letter. Quote, they have been subjected to relentless bullying and intimidation, the ARAB Alumni Association wrote. Our ask and plea to you all is to extend your hand to these students and provide the vital assistance they need. I don't know if I can keep reading this plea. I don't know that I can do it. Really? Are they are they seriously asking this with a straight face? Oh, man. Our ask and plea to you all is to extend your hand to these students and provide the vital assistance they need within your capacity and scope of influence. They may require legal counsel, health care, mental health support, financial aid or mentorship to navigate these turbulent and uncertain times. Yeah, give a mentorship. That's what they need. They need to be mentored. They need to have their heads put back on straight. I, uh, I'm not going to give them money. You know, why would we give them money? Let's, let's mentor them. Let's, you know, let's not give them, oh man. Despite Hamas committing war crimes, entering civilians' homes, and murdering babies, children, women, mothers, and fathers, brutalizing the victims. The students claimed in the letter Israel was, quote, the only one to blame. And now they're asking for our money. You know, Hamas did these horrible things. And, and the students said Israel is, quote, the only one to blame. Of course, they're getting pushback. Of course, Companies want to know who these people are who say Israel is to blame for Hamas murdering their, their citizens. <laughs> I just, oh man, it continues though. Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. That, that's what else the, the letter said. Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. The apartheid regime is the only one to blame. That's that's you know more statements from the letter, and we we we've been hearing this the apartheid regime Rashida Tlaib you know referred to the apartheid regime, so there's some some talking points coming out here. Quote thirty one yes thirty one Harvard organizations have declared that the murderers, rapes, kidnappings, and other atrocities committed by Hamas against innocent people are in no way the fault of Hamas, but are rather entirely the fault of Israel. Something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia. That is a quote from Princeton professor Robert George. He's absolutely right. Something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia. And until, you know, American citizens you know, start, um, I want to say shouting this in mass, but it's more than just shouting it or just saying it or repeating it, you know, re repeating the phrase that something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia. It's more than just repeating that. It is now, it's starting to act with our, with our pocketbooks. 
Yeah. So we saw what happened with Bud Light, and we know the the potential and the power of people when they when they start expressing their values with their wallets. And the same thing needs to happen here in academia. And not just I'm not just talking about woke Harvard. I'm talking about higher education altogether. We uh, yesterday we talked about the deanslist.org, which is completely separate from this radio show. The deanslist.org is a site that ranks higher education. And you can go to your state. And I did yesterday. I went to Michigan and I clicked on the, you know, the link, clicked on Michigan, and um, I, I pulled up all of the um, uh, colleges. There were 10 in Michigan. Uh, most of them were, I think, nine of the 10 were getting Fs, failing scores. The only one that was not, it was actually getting an A plus, was Hillsdale College. And uh, I'm in Massachusetts right now, and I'm going to go to Harvard. Harvard is, Harvard's getting a D minus. I'm surprised that Harvard is getting a D minus. And just here are some, some things that, you know, the scorecard, this is the, the quote unquote report card. Here's, here's what the schools are graded on. They're graded on what the students will learn, their academic score. They're graded on average salary of grads, uh, percent of grads with debt, average debt of grads, mandated equity, inclusion, inclusion and diversity training for staff. Let me just click on that real quick. Harvard gets an F for that. Uh, the university's new employee welcome and orientation covers, quote, gender diversity and inclusion, workshops and presentations. So, um, you know, you, you kind of get the point. You see Harvard is really, you know, they want their staff to be woke. Bias reporting system or bias response team, they're graded on that. They're graded on ratio of right-leaning clubs to left-leaning clubs. So let's let's check this out. Harvard College receives an A grade for the ratio of right-leaning clubs to left-leaning clubs. All right. Out of a list of 20 clubs, 10 from each side, the university has two right-leaning clubs compared to two left-leaning clubs. Turning Point USA and Network of Enlightened Women are the two right-leaning clubs. Harvard College Queer Students Association and Harvard College Palestine Solidarity Committee are the two left-leaning clubs. Of course, the Palestine Solidarity Committee is the one here that's receiving all the flack as of late. Uh, denied Turning Point USA Chapter. Well, they were not because they have one, so they're getting an A for that. Amount of foreign funding receiving uh, received. Let's look at this. Ooh, Harvard College receives an F. According to College Foreign Gift Reporting, the total amount of foreign funding the university has received is $359,000 per current undergraduate. So, so that's not a total. Okay, that's I, I read that as if it was a total that the college had received. Three hundred fifty-nine thousand from uh, foreign gifts, but it's actually per current undergrad student. Yeah. So, how many students, you know, in, in undergrad does Harvard have? That's the amount per student they're receiving from foreign gifts. And we've talked about this. Foreign gifts need to stop. They just need to stop. 
required equity, diversity, or inclusion courses for students. Harvard gets a D for that. Uh, segregated dorms, protests, and canceling speakers, bike boycotting, divesting, and sanctioning Israel. Harvard gets a C for that. Um, you know, required Western civilization courses for students. Harvard's getting an F for this. The university does not require any course or category of courses designed to teach students about the history of the United States and Western civilization as a whole. So those are just, you know, when, when you go to the deanslist.org, you will, uh, you know, see this category and you can you can rank all of the, the colleges. Just Just go for it. And 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 then let's start let's start sharing our values with our wallet and let's decide where are we gonna send our kids. Um, you know, if you went to Michigan, like I said, and you clicked on Hillsdale, it's an A plus. But getting into Hillsdale is probably more difficult than getting into Harvard. Um, but you know, go after it, try it. Uh let's let's start doing this. Let's start voting our our values with with more than just saying something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia. Now, this Princeton professor, Robert George, is absolutely correct. He's spot on. We support him for saying that. We join him in saying that. We will continue to say it. But more than just saying something is deeply wrong in academia, let's start speaking it with our wallet. And let's start moving our kids into places of academia where something is not deeply wrong, where the schools are doing something right. Uh, this Princeton professor, Robert George, continues, as you will see, the groups include Harvard's Amnesty International affiliate and organizations associated with the undergrad college and many of the graduate and professional schools. Amnesty International affiliate. All right, you need to... Um, Ah, uh, he is spot on. Some some also noted that the typical left wing chant linking Israel to apartheid is quickly is quickly dispelled by a visit to the land where one will witness Palestinians shopping, walking freely among Jews, and owning lavish homes in the areas of Judea and Samaria. Palestinians are represented in the Knesset, Israel's parliament. So, this whole idea of of referring to this, you know, apartheid regime is, it's verbal semantics. And, but this is what the left does. They, they repeat verbal semantics and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it until, you know, it just becomes part of the everyday vernacular and people start then repeating what they're hearing. Uh, they're the masters at controlling the narrative this way. But we take the narrative over by verbally speaking our values. That's how we do it. And we do it early and often, as they say in Chicago. Vote early and often. Well, let's speak our values early and often. Uh, I mean, let's just... Um, <laughs> there's this article here talking about speaking values. Did you guys see this this uh, this clip that, that went viral of this nun in France, tackling this uh, far-left climate change protester. Talking about speaking your values, this lady uh, puts her values into physical action. 
this is out of the, the, the Daily Wire. A Catholic nun in France went viral on social media on Tuesday after she was captured on video tackling a far-left climate protester who allegedly, who was allegedly trying to disrupt the construction of a chapel. And if you haven't seen the clip, go look it up because it's genius. I mean, she goes after this guy and she takes him out. The Times reported that the rugby-style tackle happened over the weekend as Green campaigners were trying to block the construction of a chapel and residential center by the family missionary de Notre Dame, a missionary family of Our Lady. All right? And, you know, they're building this chapel, and these climate activists are out there, you know, protesting and trying to block construction, and this nun takes this guy out. Come on. Kids, let's uh, let's show our values, and sometimes we got to do it physically. Uh, the Famille Missionary de Notre Dame had warned the protesters in a statement that it had quote total determination to continue the work legally and to assert its rights. Translation: Stay off our property. We're coming after you. The protester is seen running through the construction site with two uh, tubes that were presumably construction materials. The nun sprints into the frame, seemingly out of nowhere, and tackles the protester into the dirt. Oh, man, that is so genius. The nun was widely praised on social media as a hero, and many made jokes about wanting to recruit the nun to play on their favorite sports teams. All right. Uh, there are many ways that we can express our values with our with our words, with our wallets, and... Uh, and by learning the skill to, to tackle rugby style. All right, we'll pick more of this up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. 
Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. And the quote of the day is, something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia. That is from Princeton professor Robert George. Something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia. When you can have uh, students protesting at Woke Harvard, and then, you know, when those students receive backlash because they protested at Woke Harvard, then other organizations come in and say, now please give us money to support the mental health of these students who protested at Woke Harvard. Something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia, really across the board, from K-12 all the way up to higher education. Something's wrong. Um, you know, the this this organization came in and said, uh, you know, you need to give these students, you know, money. Uh, you know, what, what are they asking for? Our ask and plea to you is to extend your hand to these students. Um, you know, these students who said that Israel, that the Israeli regime is entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. And now this organization comes out, uh, the, the Harvard Arab Association, Arab Alumni Association, comes out and says, um, you know, please provide these students the vital assistance they need. They may require legal counsel, health care, mental health support, financial aid or mentorship to navigate these turbulent and uncertain times. Something is deeply, deeply wrong in academia when, um, you know, when this is the case. I'm, I'm looking at another article here, and this really goes hand in hand with, with the Woke Harvard article, Woke Berkeley. Uh, there is a, a professor apparently at, at Woke Berkeley who is not woke, however. UC Berkeley law professor tells firms not to hire his anti-Semitic students. All right, so now let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this trend going. You know, if if we're gonna, of course, this other article, this other organization said these these students at Harvard have been blacklisted. People don't want them to get jobs. No, no, that's not it. We want them to work. We want them to be employed. We just want to warn employers. You know, you need to know this is how these kids feel about this. They signed this letter stating Israel is solely responsible for all the violence. Nobody else, not Hamas, who actually performed the violence. Israel's responsible for the violence. I think that is good information for employers to know. Um, you know, so when these students start, you know, destroying company property, I mean, the, the company needs to know that it's the company's fault that these students have destroyed their property. Or when these students start stealing things from the company, the company needs to know it's its fault. They're the ones to blame. I mean, we can see where this is going, right? Uh, you know, so no, you're, you, these students aren't being blacklisted. We don't want to keep you from working. Go ahead, get a job somewhere. You know, it's just make sure it's at a woke company. The non-woke companies need to know who you are. And this uh, law professor at UC Berkeley is, is doing just that, telling firms not to hire his anti-Semitic students. A University of California Berkeley professor is warning law firms 
not to hire some of his students who he says are anti-Semitic. Now, again, I'm sure this man doesn't want these students to not work. He's just, you know, telling them they should probably go work for law firms that share their values. Stephen Davidoff Solomon, who teaches corporate law at the University of California, Berkeley, made the accusation against his students in a Wall Street Journal op-ed. This man went for the big guns. His, his op-ed is titled, Don't Hire My Anti-Semitic Law Students. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, let's just put it out there. Quote, my students are largely engaged and well-prepared, and I regularly recommend them to legal employers. But if you don't want to hire people who advocate hate and practice discrimination, don't hire some of my students. And that, my friends, is the point. That's that, that right there is the point. Employers need to know who these people are. As an employer, would you want to hire somebody who advocates hate and discrimination? No, no, you don't. You don't want a hateful person working for your company because that hateful person will internally provide nothing but destruction for your company. Very divisive, very, and I mean, this is a wonderful service that um, Stephen Davidoff Solomon is providing for, for potential employers, a wonderful service. These employers should be paying him for this service. Solomon's op-ed comes after the terrorist group Hamas launched deadly attacks on Israel earlier this month that killed more than 1,400 people, including children. Israel is now waging a massive counteroffensive, launching airstrikes in Hamas-controlled territory and preparing for a ground offensive. Last year, nine UC Berkeley student groups adopted a rule banning pro-Israel speakers from events. Wow, wow. So is this where uh, woke Harvard got its idea? Hmm? Hmm? From woke Berkeley? Oh, wow. Nine student groups. This is according to the New York Post. Nine student groups adopted a rule banning Israel speakers from events. Yeah, we don't want your speech here. We're going to ban you. We're going to ban you. But yet over here at Woke Harvard, you, you're, you don't, I mean, you're, you're yelling at our students just because they, they are, are exercising their first amendment rights. You're being mean to our students who are exercising their First Amendment rights. But then over here at Woke Berkeley, you know, these very similar student groups adopt a rule banning uh, pro-Israel speakers. Yeah, we don't care about their First Amendment rights. We only care about ours when we're being yelled at by meanies. Oh, boy. The bylaw was written by the Berkeley Law Students for Justice in Palestine. Oh, hmm. are you are you catching the uh, the uh, the commonality here between woke Harvard and woke Berkeley? The bylaw was written by the Berkeley Law Students for Justice in Palestine and states that the groups quote will not invite speakers that have expressed interest and continue to hold views host, sponsor, or promote events in support of Zionism. 
the apartheid state of Israel and the occupation of Palestine. Well, there it is again, that word apartheid. So I, I wonder how often we're going to keep seeing this word attributed to Israel, this, this, this word apartheid. It's part of the talking points. It's, it's in the talking points, so be prepared for it, because uh, here it comes. The Students for Justice in Palestine said the rule is aimed at protecting, quote, the safety and welfare of Palestinian students. We're going to protect the safety and welfare of one group by making sure this other group can't speak. Hmm. Who does that sound like? Who, who, what, what, what totalitarian regime does that remind you of? Uh, it's got Marxism written all over it. It is, it's, uh, we're going to, we're going to silence this group to protect the safety of the other group. You know, once you start doing that to one group, then you're doing it to all groups. Get ready, kids at Berkeley, because you're all about to be shut down. Unless we start speaking our values. Unless we start, look, let's just, you know, stop going to, to woke Berkeley. Stop sending your kids to woke Berkeley. Stop sending your kids to woke Harvard. And I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. Conservatives probably aren't sending their kids to these places. Maybe that's why they continually become more woke and more woke and more left. Solomon accused the student groups of failing to include Jewish law students in the conversation when they circulated the rule. It was rightly criticized for creating, quote, Jew-free zones, Solomon wrote. Absolutely. He's spot on. Quote, the student conduct at Woke Berkeley is part of the broader attitude against Jews on university campuses that made last week's massacre possible, the law professor wrote. It is shameful and has been tolerated for too long. Oh, man, he is spot on. Solomon called on law firms who are considering hiring his students to, quote, treat these law students like the adults they are during the hiring process. Are they adults? <laughs> I mean, you know, can we say they're adults? I mean, by age, yes, maybe. But are they really adults by emotional capacity, mental capacity? Other capacities, quote, if a student endorses hate, dehumanization, or anti-Semitism, don't hire him. When students face consequences for their actions, they straighten up, he wrote. Well, uh, I agree with him. You know, yes, let's cause them uh, to face consequences, but are they really going to straighten up? You know, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to straighten up. They're going to go to a law firm that shares their values. That's what they're going to do. Are they going to get the message? I don't know. I don't know that they're going to get the message. Matter of fact, I'm going to say no, they're not. I'm going to say they're not going to get the message. They're just going to go somewhere else, someplace that, that shares their values. This is why we need to be expressing our values. The more we express our values, the more we attract like-minded individuals. And right now, there is this there is this fear, and there has been this fear 
for for decades now. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to really share my values because I might get sued, or I might get canceled, or people might start saying you know mean things about me. We know there is more of us who share these values than there are of them who do not share our values. And when I talk about our values, I mean, this listening audience, I'm assuming 99% of you, uh, and it might be 100, I don't know, but I'm assuming this audience really cares and believes and loves Judeo-Christian values, values that uh, are centered around life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Self-defense, parental rights, you know, unalienable rights. These these are the are the values that are rooted in in biblical teachings, biblical, you know, dare I say, philosophy, um, religion, and morality. That's those are Judeo-Christian values. Those are the values that the country was founded on. And for decades, these are the values that the country upholds, loves, represents. I mean, over the last several decades, we're at a point where we have leaders that really don't uphold these values, but the citizenry does, at least in my neighborhood. And I and I live in in in, in Michigan that is left. I mean, the leadership here in Michigan is left, far left. I mean, we talk about, you know, California. Michigan has left. The, Democ- the, 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 the Democrats control all three branches of government in this state. Um, you know, they can pretty much do whatever they want. But, but the people in my community, they, uh, they love Judeo-Christian values. Yeah. And this is, this is really the heartbeat of the country. And if we, you know, there's a couple things that that we preach here and that we say here, and, and one of them is grassroots, getting involved in grassroots. And continually now we've been saying, share your values, get involved in grassroots, like-minded organizations that share your values and vocalize your values. And not only vocalize your values with your words, do it, say it, absolutely, but also with your wallet. Vocalize your values with your wallet and with your decisions. Where are you going to send your kids to college? What school? Right now, K-12. Where are you sending your kids K-12? Express your, your, your values by sending them to a place that shares your values, whether it be homeschool, a classical Christian school, uh, you know, some other place than that woke indoctrination camp down the road. You know, we... You know, we I know somebody who likes to shop at Target. And I and I and I'll say to this person, I'll ask them, why are you shopping at Target? Target does not share your values. If they don't share your values, they're gonna take their values and they're gonna ram them down your throat if you continue to shop at Target. Uh, we saw what happened with, with Bud Light. We are watching what's happening with Disney. Oh, by the way, did you see uh, what um, Daily Wire, did you see what they uh, put out the other day? This is, um, I've got a few seconds here before we go to the break. Bent Key, 
Daily Wire has announced the the startup of of Bentkey, which is this company that is really going to rival Disney. They have got a plethora of uh, entertainment suited for for children. Let me rephrase that: a plethora of appropriate entertainment suited for children. Bentkey, download the Bentkey app. Um, I think it's free to download, and they are they they just put out this announcement yesterday, where they are producing a feature film called Snow White and the Evil Queen. Yeah, it's their version of Snow White. This group uh, is going to, uh, they're going to rival Disney. And, you know, we're watching Disney completely tank uh, because American citizens, once again, who who have Judeo-Christian values are standing up and we're saying, uh, Disney, we're not a part of this. We're not going to support you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch you on the way down, and then we have other companies rising up. Uh, this Bentkey, it sounds exciting. Get behind it, support it. Uh, let's go after wholesome entertainment. Let's let's begin to vocalize our values not only with our words but with our money, with our decisions, and like this nun in France, with our ability to tackle rugby style. Uh, you know, if we start doing this and we start doing it in mass and we start doing it repeatedly, I'm telling you, we are going to turn this ship around. We're going to, it's going to take a minute to turn the aircraft carrier, but it is doable. It's possible. Let's go after it. All right. We will pause for this break and we will pick it up on the other side. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am Dean Bowen. We are happy to have you along for the ride here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
And you can find us here Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time at americaoutloud.news. Or you can listen uh, if you download the app. Uh, the, the America Out Loud talk radio app is fantastic. You can catch us live by downloading that app uh, for your Apple, your Android, Alexa. Or you know if you want to catch the show on podcast the next day, share it with your friends. Uh, I always say, invite your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's um, let's unite to renovate the age. And uh, I think part of renovating the age is expressing our values, letting people know what our values are. It's time to be silent no longer. It's time to be silent no longer. And we are watching this this unfold where people are 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 answering the call to not be silent this this last article i read uh where the the woke uc berkeley uh, has a law professor who is not woke and he's telling firms not to hire his anti-semitic students are these the values you want do you do you promote values of hate uh if you don't then don't hire these kids because they're hate-filled and I, and I think this is important. I think we all need to be expressing our values in this way. And uh, I'm also holding an article here entitled NYU Law Student Sends Anti-Israel Message and Loses a Job Offer. This is fantastic, folks. We need more of this to come about. A law firm's job offer to a New York University law student was rescinded on Tuesday for what the firm described as, quote, inflammatory comments, end quote, about Hamas attack that killed at least 1,200 Israelis and that Harvard student groups began to take back their signatures on a letter that blamed Israel for the violence. Because Americans are tired of it. We're tired of it. And our values are going to be heard. The actions were part of a wave of fallout on campuses for students who are deeply polarized over the fighting. At NYU, Rena Workman, the president of the university's Student Bar Association, wrote in a message to the group on Tuesday that, quote, Israel bears full responsibility for this tremendous loss of life, end quote. Ah, she's the president of the University Student Bar Association. And she is of the opinion that Israel bears full responsibility. She continues, this regime of state-sanctioned violence created the conditions that made resistance necessary. I will not condemn Palestinian resistance. Oh boy, is she aware that that Hamas that they're they're the aggressors here? I mean, did someone did someone make her aware of that? Can we get you know? Can we let her know that? Maybe she doesn't know that. The backlash was swift. By evening, the law firm Winston and Strawn said the comments profoundly conflict with its values. There it is, kids. All right, what are our values? Employers, what are your values? Parents, what are your values? Let's start making our values known. 
Winston and Strawn, congratulations to the to the leadership at Winston and Strawn. Quote, the comments profoundly conflict with our values and without naming the student said it rescinded its offer of employment. Well, they didn't name the student, but this article is out of the New York Times and the New York Times is naming the student. She is Rena Workman, president of the University Student Bar Association. Uh, congratulations to Winston and Strawn, uh, because these comments do not align with your values. Thank you for expressing that. And the rest of us need to be expressing our values. The article continues, the same day the dean of the law school, Troy McKenzie, repudiated the student's remarks. Quote, this message was not from NYU School of Law as an institution and does not speak for the leadership of the law school. Mr. McKenzie wrote, you better believe you're out there right now and you are separating her values from yours. It's what we should all be doing. In a statement to the New York Times, the law school said, quote, for legal reasons, we cannot comment on the specifics of any current student who may be under investigation. Speaking generally, all complaints of bias and or discriminatory behavior are investigated thoroughly and in accordance with federal, state, and local guidelines. And the appropriate disciplinary action follows the outcome of that process. Yes, it does. Efforts to reach Miss Workman were unsuccessful. Um, at Harvard, there was continued fallout from a letter issued over the weekend by a coalition of student groups holding Israel entirely responsible. So this is also a, a running theme that, that Israel is a Palestinian regime and they're, quote, entirely responsible. We're seeing this repeated over and over. On Tuesday, Bill Ackman, a prominent hedge fund manager, said that some chief executives had asked for a list of members in the student organizations to ensure that, quote, none of us inadvertently hire any of their members. Oh, man. Lawrence Summers, a former Harvard president, had criticized the university's administration for not immediately repudiating the student letter. But in an interview on Wednesday, he said that while he still condemned the letter, punishing individual signers would be problematic. Ah. Uh, mm. Claudine Gay, Harvard's current president, wrote on Tuesday, let there be no doubt that I condemn the terrorist atrocities perpetrated by Hamas. Hmm. Indeed, as the extent of the atrocities became clearer, some student groups retracted their signatures on Wednesday. The Harvard undergraduate Gungru issued a formal apology. The Harvard undergraduate Nepali Student Association expressed regret and said that 10 Nepali students in Israel were among the civilians killed. And the Harvard Islamic Society said that it condemned any attacks in which civilian victims pay the price. There were reports of a bus circulating on Harvard's campus displaying the names and faces of students affiliated with the groups that signed the letter promoting Harvard to condemn any attempts to threaten and intimidate those who signed it. 
uh, but you're going to put their pictures on the bus and drive the bus around. That doesn't make sense. Even before the Hamas attack, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has been one of the most contentious on campus. Um, yeah, and the article just it just continues about life on, on campus. I mean, it's just going to repeat things we know. Uh, the important point of the article really happens in the first paragraph. And that uh, this law firm just said, uh-uh, no. The, wait, wait, those are your your values? You you value hate? You value murder? Okay. No, because we don't value that. You're not gonna come, <laughs> you're not gonna come work here. We rescind our offer. You know that offer that we formally gave you? It is no longer on the table. I am holding another article here. Uh, it, it it's entitled Major CEOs Back Call Not to Hire Pro-Hamas Harvard Students. At least 10 CEOs and other executives are backing a call not to hire Harvard University students. The group of executives <laughs> expressed their support after Bill Ackman, the billionaire founder of hedge fund Pershing Square Capital Management, called on Harvard to release a list of the students' names. If, in fact, their members support the letter they have released, the names of the signatories should be made public so their views are publicly known, Ackman said. We need to, yeah, we let's make their views publicly known. You know, we need to know who these people are. Jonathan Newman, CEO of salad chain Sweetgreen, responded in a comment saying, I would like to know, so I never hire these people. David Duell, CEO of Healthcare Services from Easy Health, posted, quote, same, end quote. Um, yeah, absolutely. These, these, these CEOs want to know who they're potentially uh, bringing on board. Several groups quickly backtracked, and one Harvard Law student who sat on the board of a group that signed the letter resigned. All right. Calling the statement egregious. Well, all right, good for that law student who's going to resign from the group who signed it. In response, 17 student groups, about 500 faculty and staff, and more than 3,000 affiliates signed a statement calling the Palestinian Solidarity Committee's statement completely wrong and deeply offensive. Business executives flooded the comments under Ackman's post calling for a list of Harvard students who signed the anti-Israel law. Ali Resnick, the CEO of Belong, a rental housing startup, quoted, share the list, please. We'll stay away. Tech investor and entrepreneur Martin Varsavsky posted, quote, share the list, please, and told Insider he thought Ackman was, quote, right. Michael McQuaid, blockchain firm, Block's head of decentralized finance operations, shared a longer comment posting, quote, I completely agree and have been wondering the same the last couple of days. If when the names of these students would come out, our words slash statements have repercussions. Oh, so kids, we're going to learn a tough lesson here. You have a First Amendment right to say what you want to say, but what you say has repercussions in some cases, long-lasting repercussions. Please, please continue to speak. Continue to let us know who you are. And we're going to do the same. 
we are absolutely going to do the same. We are going to continue to shout our values from the rooftop. At least here we are. We're going to we're going to state our values and parents, families, American citizens, not only state your values with your words but do it with your wallets. And in some instances, your ability to tackle rugby style. Michael Brookham, CEO of FabFitFund, commented, quote, we are in as well. Yeah, we'd like to have this list of names as well. Stephen Reddy, CEO of marketing firm Inspired, wrote, quote, this is a must, along with the praying emoji. He's praying for that list to be to, 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 to be revealed. It's a must, he says. Jake Wurzak, the CEO of hospitality group Dovehill Capital Management, posted, quote, I second this. I second this emotion. He didn't say emotion. He just said, I second this. And Art Levy, head of strategy at payments platform Brex, posted an applause emoji. Hugh Montague, founder and vice president of construction company Diligent, told Ackman he was, quote, right on another X post in which Ackman said, if you were managing a business, would you hire someone who blamed the despicable violent acts of a terrorist group on the victims? I don't think so. And Hugh Montague says, right, absolutely. Uh-uh, we're not doing it. So, uh, the moral of the story here is twofold. Kids, young people, um, you know, your words have, uh, <laughs> words mean things. And they have repercussions. You know, you do have a First Amendment right to speak your mind. It's not always a smart thing to do. However, we're grateful that you're doing it. We're grateful that you're speaking your mind. Because now we know uh, not to hire you. Now we know how you really feel. And it's not how we feel. Now we know truly what your values are, and those are not our values. So uh, keep on talking, keep on talking, and we will not hire. We will join the list of how many CEOs here? One, I mean, I think over 10. At least those are the ones who, who posted and commented on um on what's his name's, um, you know, Twitter post, Ackman's Twitter post, uh, you know, the billionaire founder of hedge fund Pershing Square Capital Management. Uh, and now these other CEOs are commenting, same, same, same. Yeah, I'd like to see the list. Yeah, please show the list, reveal the list. We want to know who these people are. So we, quote, don't inadvertently hire them. Uh, our values are important. Our values are the foundational framework, fabric of of this country. And we have we have gone far too long watching the erosion, watching the the purposeful, intentional destruction of the foundational values that this country was built upon. We've watched it happen far too long. American citizens, those of you who who love who love freedom, you love liberty, you you are grateful for this opportunity for self government. We have to get back to a value system founded on morality, 
we have to get back to a value system that is founded on absolute truth. Absolute truth and morality needs to once again be our foundation. Washington said it. We're not going to be able to have a government that is is self-governing, that is full of citizens who self-govern unless religion and morality is its foundation. John Adams said this constitution is is wholly unsuited for any other group of people other than those who are religious and moral because we we have this 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 guidepost this measuring stick for which we we self-govern we have a backdrop to self-govern against we, without religion and morality i'm telling you we have to get back to it we have to get back to a society that's rooted and founded in religion and morality in order for us to, to move forward. So I know this audience, I know that's how you feel. I know that you, you believe in religion and morality. Those are the foundations of your values. I encourage you. I implore you. Speak your values. Be vocal about it. Speak them verbally. Speak them with your wallet. <laughs> I just keep thinking about that nun in France, just pile driving that guy. I mean, she just rugby style is, oh, see, I love that. Uh, Dean, are you are you advocating for violence? No. But anytime you can watch a, a, a nun rugby tackle a protester, go after it. All right. I wish we had more time today, America, but we don't. We are out of time. Thank you for joining me today. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.